Welcome back to yet again another episode of Finding Your Mind. Happy Wednesday. Yep, that's right, guys. I did post twice in one week. Let's make it three. I might have one on Friday. We don't know. But in Monday's episode, I did talk about defeating your inner voice a little bit. So um, I will have a ton more about inner voice because that motherfucker gonna die. All right? Because that is, that's, that's the epitome of our problem our inner voice. We can talk ourselves into some sketch situations, okay? And you know it. And you know it. But we'll fight it. We'll 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 finally defeat that damn thing. But today's episode is going to be a lot different. I did say that I was going to kind of dig deep in the very first time I kind of can remember about when my journey started. So it is a, I'm going to just preface the trigger warning right now because it talks about uh, abuse. So if you are triggered by stories of abuse, please proceed with caution for this is actually my personal story. This is what I went through and um, I just don't want anyone to, you know, go have a, have a problem with this episode because that's not what I bring to the table. What I bring to the table is trying to at least help somebody out there know that you are not alone and I, uh, I went through it. Okay, so this one is a story about when I was six and I did have to type it out because it is very hard to relive um, from the memory without having uh, a mental breakdown. So I wrote it out. So if it sounds a little stagey, that's cause it is, all right? So I'm gonna proceed with it. Um, I do appreciate you guys so freaking much and I will have an episode on Friday as well, so stay tuned. But let's hop in. So I was six years old when my journey started. Did I know this? Oh, no, no. No, I did I didn't. <laughs> but being 27 now, I look back at that moment very often. It's just stored in the forefront of my subconscious for some reason. Don't get me wrong, I've pulled so many goddamn lessons from that specific memory. But I just can't figure out why it's not like leaving, why it's still there. Now, I know memories never go away fully, right? But uh this, you know, usually memories after 20 years kind of get fuzzy, right? No, I can see this clear as fucking day. Okay, so here we go. My mother, being in her early 30s at the time, makes me really sit with that and uh, sit with her being 30 and me almost being 30 because I am on the fast track to my 30s and I still can't figure out why she let herself become that person because I was like, I, I, I could never, right? But that's that's not my story to tell that is my mother's story to tell maybe one day we'll get her on here on this podcast and she can she can uh tell you it but and instead I'm, I'm gonna carry on with my memory okay so her being 30 and in a marriage that was a very abusive marriage the least to say makes me wonder what she was facing internally she and her husband at the time drank a ton And they were always at the bars and um, wouldn't come home until like 3 a.m. Like almost every day. So me and my sister being alone with whoever they got to watch us that night, it started to become like a a scary routine. Now I slept in a room in a converted attic that didn't have a door and it was even like covered with a bed sheet. Okay, so it was blessed with a bed sheet. Yep vision okay it was always dark i mean it was like very very dark and I, i'm six okay so i'm a i'm a scared little girl but 
it also kind of made me realize I was I was scared of the darkness for a very long time actually I think up until 20 years old I I always had to have TV on or music going or or something but uh, it makes sense now you know like when you really think about that past experience and just little things you're like oh that's why I did that okay okay I haven't dealt with it yet now it's time to deal with it okay anyways it was dark and I would cry every night asking where my mother was but I was always told to shut up go to bed she'll be home when she gets home and I was like Oh, okay, like, come on. Like, you don't speak to a six-year-old like that, right? And these these were random people every single time, by the way. It wasn't like a specific family member or anything like that. It was just random babysitters, the least to say. Um, but, oh, yeah. And uh, when she did come home, y- you definitely knew. Because she'd come up to my room and, and she'd lay next to me. And you can just smell the Coors Light and the cigarettes, okay? The Coors Light and the cigarettes just hit you so hard. So now every time that I smell a beer or a cigarette, I think about that moment. And it's it's so crazy. It's, it's freaking crazy what smells can do to you. Like, smelling a specific scent can trigger a whole memory. Like, vividly. Like, brain's freaking crazy, guys. Brain is fucking crazy, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, okay? Because some memories that are attached to smells are amazing. Just some aren't. And that's just life. Okay, so after days of fending for myself, things started getting worse and worse in the house. It just, it it started with yelling and then progressed to screaming and then boom. There goes my mother thrown across the room. It became a habit in the house. It was more so routine. If my mother said something remotely wrong, boom. It would happen all over again. But don't get me wrong, my mother was a firecracker. Tried to fight back, but she being, what, 100 pounds and him being like 200, it never played out well. It got worse and worse as the days passed. From her getting punched and slapped and thrown around, one night he did it again. But this time, it it wasn't like the rest. This time plays in my head again and again and again, vividly, actually. They had just gotten home from the bar and, yep, both drunk. I mean, belligerently drunk. Yelling and screaming and pushing. That led to punching. Then it led to me running with my six-year-old fists to try and save my mom. I got thrown. And then it led to my mother being thrown towards the self-cleaning cat litter box. Now, let me pause this for a minute because I want to chat with you guys, okay? I'm trying to keep this serious but also lighthearted because I'm I'm confused. I thought this memory right here wasn't an actual memory because I thought that my self-conscious made this up because I shit you not, 3 years ago they came out with self-cleaning cat litter boxes and I was like, did anybody else know that we had these back in 19 something? Like we had these. And what do you mean? What, what do you mean they just came out? And so I was like sitting there. I was like, holy shit, did I actually make this up? And see, these are things that you have to, you have to talk to yourself about. Did you make this memory up? Did you, did you kind of revisit it and revise it? So I had to ask my mom. I never talked to my mom about these situations because it's a dark time. But I asked my mom, hey, when we were younger, did we have that self-cleaning cat litter box? And she goes, yeah. I go, so they didn't just invent it. She goes, no, it's been invented for a while. It just wasn't a hit back then. And I was like, holy crap. Because I was like, no fucking way. 
No fucking way. Anyway, okay, so I just really wanted to preface that. This, because if you hear that, you're like, self-cleaning, Cutler about you were six, you're 27 now. That doesn't add up. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to preface that because if I was listening to this, it wouldn't have added up. Okay, beside the point, back to what I was saying. So she was thrown towards it. She was thrown towards a self-cleaning catalytic box. It's a huge, a huge freaking piece of plastic that has a motor in it. You know, it's, it's a solid piece. Okay. So when she got thrown towards it, I watched that happen and uh, she didn't move. She, she wasn't moving. She was knocked out. Um, I screamed and I called out for my mother and I didn't get an answer. My sister and I were trying to defend ourselves and try to protect our mother, but it was just too late. I honestly thought she was dead this time. Time passed, and thoughts I never thought would have entered my mind were racing. I blacked out. I went numb, and then I heard a very loud knock on the door. EMTs rushed in to help my mother. When he threw her, he broke her neck. After that night, I, I was afraid of all men. This is what started my years of hatred towards men. But it was also the start of a very hard journey. I became very angry at everyone. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I wasn't a kid anymore. I saw things that no child should see. And the worst part is, the worst part of it all is, it was just, it was just the beginning. <laughs> it was just the beginning. She didn't leave him. No, she kept, this kept happening. And uh, I was in the mix this time. I was a child. I would cry like every fucking child would when things upset them. But not only did this man decide to hit a child, so did my mother. She grew angry at the world, drank more, hit more, yelled more. So yeah, I became very angry and uh, I needed to figure out how I was going to survive. I was afraid of my life. Sorry if this story is long, but I just needed to share this story because if, uh, I, I just know that someone out there can relate to the situation. Okay, so time passed and I'm going to school and I was never to talk about what happened. They, they have instructed me, you can't say anything or you're gonna be in big, big trouble. Don't say anything has happened, don't talk about it, just go to school and play with your friends, okay? So I, I lied to everyone. I lied to everyone that would ask what the bruises were from. I lied about my mother never showing to pick me up. Like, she would never show up, right? And so I always had to walk home. I always had to walk home. But I told them that she was working a lot. She worked a lot, you know? She never worked a day in her fucking life. It, okay, hold on. Let me rephrase that. She never worked in the day of my life, okay? So, as, I'm like, I can remember. But anyway, um, so I told them that. I said, hey, no, she just works a lot, you know? So I walked home. I lied to my friends when they wanted to come over and play. I said, no, my house is so boring. Let's just go to yours. I just, I, I, I became a liar, a really good liar. This is where my compulsive lying started. Did I think what I was doing was bad? Oh, hell no. I thought, okay, if I keep this up, I will never get in trouble and never get hit again. So yeah, sorry to anyone that was in the mix of that. I was just trying to survive. This brings me to uh, the next thing. Okay, so this brings me to the next thing with all of this going on and with the abuse, the lying, the fending for myself. My mother had a surprise for me. Oh my God, she did, I know. How sweet. It was a Saturday afternoon and my mother had told me, someone is coming to see me. 
and I asked who. She said, you'll just have to wait and see. So I waited on the couch. I was nervous, and I wasn't very sure what was going on. And then all of a sudden, I heard a knock at the door, and she insisted I go answer it. So I did. I opened the door to a man, a bald white man, actually, and I was so fucking confused. He said, hey, I'm your dad. I looked at my mom with just confusion. Side note, side note, big side note. Um, I didn't know my stepdad, the one that was abusing us, wasn't my actual dad until this very moment, by the way. So my mother had the audacity to tell me to go give him a hug. What the fuck? Okay. He came in and sat on the couch and talked some nonsense, told me it was so nice to meet you, and then left. Okay. Uh, I'm confused. I'm confused and pissed, and I was at the age of seven, everyone. I feel some daddy issues forming, but that will be talked about in a later episode as well, because I have a lot to chat about that. All right, daddy issues, or the term, or whatever people like to call that. That'll be later. Okay, so I just... So this is where it started. That story I just said was where it started and where the hardest part of my journey was to come. Okay, so it, it, my mental health journey started when I was six. It's so painful to say that, but it's true. And if you can relate... I understand your pain. I understand the struggles you deal with every single day, okay? But things will just never come, like, they will never be easy. They'll never come easy. They'll never be easy, all right? They come with a million challenges. But I need you to know something that's very important. You're never alone. You will never fucking be alone in this. I made this podcast. I'm doing these podcasts because I don't want people being alone anymore. I don't want people facing this shit alone. I don't want people, you know, going to the doctor saying I'm crazy and them feeding you with pills that literally just make you worse. And okay, I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm just, I'm just speaking from my heart. Okay. When, when you're going to someone for help and they just brush it off like it's nothing, it hurts. And it makes you feel like you're alone in this. You're alone in the world. Nothing makes sense. No one's going to love you. You feel just horrible. And I never want someone to feel like this. Okay. Because it fucking sucks. Okay. And it's so hard to explain. It is. It is. Oh my God. Yes. It's very hard to explain to someone without them literally going to the first thought of crazy. Like, fuck you. You know, like, but no, I'm not fucking crazy. Like, if I could just tell you from, from day one, what happened? It's going to take 20 years, but do you got some time? You know, it's, it's hard, but I'm, that's what I'm here for. That's why I've done this. This is why I started in 2018. This is, this is my passion. And it's, I want to help somebody. I need to help somebody because I just, I can't live another day feeling the way I feel and knowing there's so many other people out there. I am such an empath too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I might be tearing up now, but don't worry about me. I'm fine. I just, I, I don't. Okay, so if you're struggling with anything, it could be the most minor thing. I don't even care. I just want you to reach out. I'm not judgmental. I don't care what your story is. I don't care where you came from. I don't know. I Trust me. We could probably relate on a lot of more things than you think because this is just a, a sliver 
This, this little thing I just told you was a sliver of what I went through from the start. There's a ton of different things that I want to chat about. Uh, there's a lot of bullying I went through. Yes, daddy issues being a million episodes. Guarantee it's going to be. Um, family issues with my sister. Like, there's, there's a lot more to come. And it sucks because I'm outing the world of my, my world. I'm, out, I'm outing my world. So it's very vulnerable. But it's worth it. Okay? I don't care if people want to talk shit about this. I don't, I don't care because it's going to help somebody. And I knew I posted back in 2018 and I helped somebody. And that was that. I said, okay, I'm giving up all of, all of my life and I am literally going to do the best I can to be there for somebody else. That's who I am. That's who I'm always going to be. Okay. So if you guys want to reach out, you can just type into Facebook or Instagram, uh, Carissa Marie. So it's K-A-R-R-I-S-A-M-A-R-I-E. Okay. So just, just reach out because I'm here. I, it's free. I don't know. I have to say that because a lot of people ask how much do you charge? What the f- I don't charge a single thing because why the hell would I charge for help? Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you do you, but I, I won't, I won't. I do this out of the kindness of my soul because it's hard to get through. It's hard to get through and uh, it's a long process. So I hope you guys can um, enjoy the next episodes. And I really appreciate you guys and your support. I love you guys. And you can do this. You're not alone. You'll never be alone. Just remember that, okay? I will see you on Friday. Mm-hmm.